Shock Monkey Radio is entertainment for adults, by adults, and the views and opinions expressed here do not reflect upon FXBG Public Radio or its sponsors. For additional information, please refer to the United States Bill of Rights. Stand warned. Hello and welcome to Shock Monkey Radio. I'm the madman running the boards. I'm running everything as usual. And I got Nick, as always, with me. I'll be running my mouth. He'll be here running his mouth. <laughs> Which is an accurate description of what we do on here on Shock Monkey Radio. We just run our mouths. I have a couple, like, bullet points for uh, the show. It's all here my, on the internets. We usually start with our weekends. How was your weekend, man? It was good. Good mm-hmm. to have a show out there. Uh, see the Wiley out there. He's a rapper um, down in Richmond. Oh, okay. Um I also got really drunk, and then I came home, and I remember my brother mumbling some shit about making club sandwiches. My brother's a chef, so I'm like, what the fuck is he talking about sandwiches? And like, literally like 30 minutes later, he was like, yo, those sandwiches are ready. And I'm like, what the fuck is it with him and these sandwiches? But he made like restaurant-style sandwiches at 2.30 in the morning. It was so funny. I was like, what the fuck are you out there cooking bacon yeah, right I now? Want, he, I want that roommate. He yeah. was drunker than I was. He was in there like, yo, do you? but you said you wanted some. I'm like, I never said I wanted a sandwich. He's like, well, I already made them. So it was like triple-decker fucking oh, yeah. clubs. I was like, perfect. But so, yeah. Got a good sandwich. What did you get into? You got a good roommate. My, <laughs> yeah. Was, I don't know what he's gonna, what I'm going to do when he moves out. <laughs> I'm going to die of starvation, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Until I eat my dinner, I just pick through his kids, like, leftovers. Like, whatever they didn't eat, I'm like, oh, we got fish sticks for dinner? Like, oh, cool. They're like, you know there's more? He's like, nah, but it's fine on the plate. It's already ketchup here. It's half eaten. Yeah, my car died this weekend, man. It really screwed up uh, my weekend. What? Yeah, the starter, starter died. I had to go take it, get it. I had to get it towed. I had to get it. So how much that cost you, 200 uh, more. The damn. Yeah. <laughs> I don't so want to say sucks. how much, but. No. Well, did you got it fixed up? Seems to be running now. So bummed out. What'd you end up doing when you were stuck? Playing World of Warcraft. <laughs> got some hours in. There's nothing to do, you know. Right. Just waiting, really. Because yeah. it's a holiday weekend, you know. I didn't want to get a toe on a holiday weekend. Right. You know, so. Oh, yeah, because it was the. Uh... Columbus, Columbus Indigenous yeah. People Day, whichever yeah, city whatever. you live in. Yeah, depending on where you live, yeah, whatever. However mad you are about what happened. <laughs> <laughs> How much of a grudge you're holding about shit that happened hundreds of years, hundreds of years ago. Yeah. Well, um, I hope you had a pleasant Yom Kippur. I saw you raising that. I was like, what the f-? And I hope you are enjoying Sukkot. Did I pronounce that right, Nick? I don't know why you're Jewish, you assume right? that I'm Jewish. Jewish, I right? act Jewish. No, that's fucked up to say. <laughs> I'm not Jewish, no. Um, just, shalom. Yeah, I just, I think, I presume everyone's Jewish. And then he when said, I first meet him. jabroni. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, I always thought uh, Judaism uh-huh. was, was interesting. Um, I dig the tenets of our shared code of laws, which all c- civilized society is based upon. But I am a Baptist. Right. All right, and uh, come sundown on a Friday night, I'm five beers deep and smoking cigarettes in my driveway waiting for Papa John's to bring me a sausage pizza. But I dig the Jewish ritual of the Sabbath. Once Very a week. Specific. Yeah, once a week. <laughs> You've definitely done that before. Because that's a, a, a horrible sin. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm Baptist, waiting. I can get away with that. I've been waiting. And so uh, once a week at sundown, uh, Jewish peoples on Sabbath uh, would gather their family together and unplug from the world. And uh, they would focus on what matters, just like in a zombie movie or a post-apocalyptic, you know, trilogy of films or something like that. Um, plus, Judaism is OCD friendly. Uh, I mean, you think so? They killed yeah. Jesus, bro. No, they didn't. They killed Jesus. Not the ones that we know. No, I know, but I'm just saying in general, like, I wouldn't say nice people. Like, you killed one of, like, the nicest no, people. No, they're nice people. Um, yeah, it's OCD friendly, meaning there are tons of rituals and habits that remind you to reflect upon who you are, what you believe in, and what is worth fighting for. Uh, people rarely live by candlelight on the reg much anymore. And practicing for a low-tech existence, that's smart. Um, so when your power goes out in a storm, people will wind to the power company. Do you have any idea how privileged that is? Yeah. Uh, when power companies in the U.S. need to bring in extra phone oper- operators during an outage? Anyway, mm-hmm. that's privileged. And so my point is, remember the Sabbath and keep it, keep it holy. Now, I'm not saying t- y'all need Jesus, even though you do. 
Jesus. I'm not even saying that people on the autism spectrum might be better served by Judaism. What I am saying is unplug. Unplug for 24 hours once a week. I don't care if you're eight beers deep and halfway through a sausage pizza on a Friday night. That's still the perfect time to shut off your phone and connect with the people truly involved in your life. And and that's what I respect about uh, Judaism is that, that the Sabbath. I love the thought though, because eight beers deep, and you you be they're like, hey, hey, Brian, man, you're my brother, man, and I really fucking love you, man. Let's unplug our, fu- turn the TV off, and they're like, man, get the fuck out of here, Scott. <laughs> turn it off. We're gonna connect with each other right now. Maybe don't go eight beers deep before you do this, because they're probably gonna dismiss you. But I definitely get. Maybe the idea. that's why there's all I those, get the idea. all those rules. <laughs> Let me tell you something about turn off the TV right now. I know the game's on. I don't want to talk to you. Can't have a club sandwich. Yeah, connect. We can't. You don't use the stove. Let's get a campfire going, bro. Get your ass out of here while I'm cooking this bacon. Go to hell. You cooking bacon, man? Yeah. That is. I mean, but the things. How long ago did they start this? Because what what were you unplugging for? Like a couple of years. Like you know. Like even you got to think technology is in the last twenty years jumped way bigger but like before it'd be like you know you're like your house phone and your television don't well, have to listen to the radio well i imagine it was a lot easier to be an orthodox jew you know 300 years ago yeah know? that's what i mean that's why i was like when do they start that's why they we just unplug from everybody and you're like so i just didn't go to the neighbor's house well that's today. what i mean because they, they don't have any way to connect somebody had to invent the oven uh-huh. and some jewish person had to say well if you turn on the oven that's considered working they do that, dude. My friend was a Muslim, or not a Muslim, uh, what's that uh, Utah shit? Uh, Mormons. Mormons, yeah. He was a Mormon, and they would not go out, like, when we were in high school, They were he wasn't allowed to go anywhere on Sunday, yeah. because they weren't allowed to make other people work, and they wouldn't go anywhere. He'd be like, yo, like, yeah. not the movies, or fast food, or nothing. Yeah, and they're serious about that. Yeah, they were super serious about it, which is why I was just thinking that is really, I mean, that's some, like... I don't know. That's a big thing where somebody said that maybe, like, if these are the people that are going to go to what you consider heaven, like, do I even want to go with you? Like, you guys are kind of whack, dude. <laughs> well, I, I like their idea of limits. Um, right. It's, um... I thought there was going to be cigars and stuff in heaven. You're just making it seem like we can't even work on Sunday? Well, that's what I mean. I'm not OCD. I don't need Judaism. <laughs> Some people do need Judaism, and yeah. I understand that. But I'm just more of a man who says, you know, let's get the pizza. I don't care if it's Friday night. And so it's, um, yeah, that's why, that's why I like uh, Christianity. People Christ- work on bit, Sunday A little bit lax, more lax money. on the rules. You're gonna be like, I'm not gonna give you any money because you shouldn't be working True. on Sunday. You're like, I need, I need ten dollars. <laughs> but that's why I think the Sabbath is important to unplug and not to work. I think that's the mm-hmm. whole point of the Sabbath, is that you know, don't work seven days a week. People want to do it. You make a lot of money doing it, but don't do that. You need time for your body and mind and spirit to rejuvenate. And that's the point of the Sabbath. But I was, well, the thing is, though, do you think you should get to pick which day I take off? Because what if I'm off on Wednesdays and that's the day I go to church or whatever? That's, that's why I love Christianity. <laughs> like, I'm working on Sundays, but you know what? I pray every day right? because yeah. I get in a car and go out on these roads with you, with you fools. And yeah. so, I mean, I pray constantly. And so my day off is Thursday. Right. So that's my Sabbath. That's when I chill. Right. That's just like, oh, we didn't grouply chill together in one spot, but like, yeah. Well, that's I what I mean. What you're saying. But some people need that kind of community and, uh. Well, yeah, some of them overdo it, especially with the Jew stuff, because they have, like, the church where they, like, split it down the middle and, like, the women are on one side and the men are on the other. Yeah. And but... they're, I mean, they're on the same room, but they're like, oh, you don't even sit with your family, like, at church? Yeah. There's a. It takes all types in this world, I guess. I don't even, yeah, I don't get it. You go to church, that's the reason you went not, to church. I'm not saying convert to Judaism. No, nah, I'm just saying most people go to church because your family makes you. You know what I mean? And that's why you're like, well, all that, right, whatever, I had to go with the family. Oh, the kids won't go because dad's not going. Well, so I, met like, this, I met this guy right. in the Navy who converted to Judaism. Really? Yeah, and I said to him, he's like, why would you do that? And he's like, well, because I, I, I like the religion. I, Are appeal- you allowed, do they let you do that? They strongly discourage you. 
Because I was going to say, you have to be Jewish like your whole life. Like, you got to be born into it, kind of. It's, you can convert to it. But, I mean, but they prefer, like, to them. It's not about ethnic. ethnic uh, it's, it's religion. It's about the religion. And right. they'll, they'll tell you, like, as you're converting to Judaism, it's like, hey, welcome to your eighth day of conversion. Here's another group of people that wants us all dead. You know, so, I mean. Right. Uh, and then they, here's, they don't here's do forgiveness days. the same way. They're like, you're like, dude, when you were 14, you were supposed to become a man, and like, you didn't do that, and you've been living. Well, dirty. I don't, I don't know much about the rules and how it works, so I don't want to comment on assu- it. Yeah, I just would assume that they're very strict people yeah. about it. You know, it's very easy to some, get some born people, again in Christian. Like, you can go to church right now, and they'll let you. They'll well, be like, you want to get saved right now? We will fill up the tub. Well, that's what I mean. It's like <laughs> I did that once. I don't feel the need to learn another religion. Mm-mm. You know, did they dump you in the tub? Yeah, yeah. You've been at your church. You're you. Uh, I'm Catholic. You a believer in God? Oh, so no. I'm Catholic, so they just dump some water on your head. Like yeah, the sprinkling bit. or whatever. Here you go, and then <laughs> you get forgiven. We get to go. That's why Catholic stuff is good too. I'm not a practicing Catholic, so I don't go. But the people that do go, they have confession every Wednesday, where they're like, "Hey, you do, you know, oh, don't gamble and don't do this. If you gambled on Friday, though, you can come on Wednesday and confess it, and Oops. then you'll be forgiven. Yeah, you'll be Oops. forgiven every week for your sins. So you're like, yeah. mm. I got beef with Catholicism. I don't really anyway. Most most oh. Catholics do. I don't go um, to church like I like you do. Like I pray, and you know I know certain things that I believe about God. But that's why too. Well, it's, like, it's, that's why I like Christianity. It's your your own oh, personal I, Jesus. I think that I'm going to hell, and that's why. Because I'm like from what I've read about God, and what I like, you're like, dude, I fucked up a lot already. Like, a lot, and that's why the good people too, they're not coming. I'll be telling people that all the time, like, dude, I'm saving you a table, seat at my table, and hell, I'm like, yo, they're coming. My friends are coming. They don't think they're gonna be here. When they get here, they're gonna be super surprised, dude. But save them a seat because it's coming. Trust me. Y'all, think, you, you think need, you're not? We are. We you you need up. Jesus, Nick. You need Jesus. I believe in God a lot, and that's why, though. That's why. If you believe in God, you're like, dude, I've done some fucked up things that well, I still think are funny. Well, that's why I love about Christianity. I'm like, I wouldn't do it again, but I still like think it's funny. That's what I love about Christianity is that, you know, everyone has fallen short of that. It's like, yeah, um, everyone eventually breaks a commandment. Yeah. You know, it's so... Um, I don't fucked up. That's why. Like, oh, can everybody be forgiven? I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I met you. Is, know. is Jesus going to come down from heaven and be like, "Well, y'all screwed this up. No one's coming with me." <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's what I'm saying. As reading from the scripture, as mad as he gets, like, I just, I told you what to do. <laughs> and y'all, you y'all can't it up. even. It was very just believing me, dude. Like, just don't do. There was only ten things. <laughs> ten things. I made ten rules. You couldn't even do that disappointed you know what i mean that's what i think jesus is gonna come back and just kick everyone's ass i'm gonna make a movie about that jesus is gonna come back and just one-on-one fight everybody just for like man no i really had high hopes for you people but you, you screwed it up just come down and just with his sandals on and just kick it so you're like oh shit jesus is down on uh, 7-eleven kicking people's asses breaking breaking uh, yeah. uh, uh cash registers he broke the slurpy machine man he's smashing computers over yeah. on wall street yeah he's, <laughs> all up. he's super pissed man we <laughs> fucked up he's super mad he's not and then the jews are all saying hey i told you he wasn't he wasn't that wasn't the first coming that's why we killed him <laughs> gonna smash up wall street we gotta get him again i don't think we can get him on a cross again someone get a bow and arrow Anyway, so I'm going to move on. Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so uh, I asked some people on Facebook to suggest topics for the show, and uh, I got a surprising amount of uh, responses to this. Um, Jonathan wanted me to talk about the Nationals, and fair enough. Uh, yeah, they're three, are they, three, they were 3-0. and Yesterday. So yeah, yeah. Last night, and now they're 3-0 and in the series, in the NLCS, the conference uh, series, championship series, whatever it's called. Yep. Anyway, um... Not bad. I'm just still shocked that they made it past Los Angeles. I mean, that was a good team. I mean, I'm surprised the Nationals beat them for for reals. Um, so yes, I'm I am excited that the Nats have a good shot of going to the show, especially without Bryce Harper. That's just the icing on the cake for me because fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck. Bryce. Yeah, go Nationals. My sister, my sister said something about Trump and going to the moon, and I w- I was going to launch into a rant about the p- p- potential of helium three. But then again, I am not a woman, and I'm not butthurt over 2016, and I don't scour everything Trump says looking for ways to be angry about it. It's unrealistic. Maybe we stop going to the moon for a reason. 
Oh, helium three. That's uh, what I mean. You know, there's, there's some, the people that actually like prepare people to go there. Like that's we don't do that. It's not this reason we don't do it. Like no matter what you say, we can't just like we're gonna just do it anyway. You're like, eh, it's kind of not a thing. Okay, so yeah, Trump never grabbed me by the pussy, and he likely never grabbed you by the pussy either. So I don't give a shit about yeah. him, but that's why it's always funny. People get all hyped. It's just like us it's saying just something, that, like, we're gonna build a spaceship. You're like, okay, it's like, just something he said. We can't. It doesn't build a mean it happens. Spaceship, yeah, it's not real. It's... I'll tell you why they, I think that they really hate that phrase is because it reveals that they're. Well, I'm not gonna say they're gold diggers, but you don't see them messing with no broke Trump. <laughs> Dude, he ain't never been broke. Anyway, I, I got a couple of juicy topics. Um, Erica suggested um, the relationship between alcohol and violence. And so I'm going to cover that. It's like there is a relationship between alcohol and violence. And so here, here to sum it up, there's basically two types of drunks. Self-pity drunks and, uh, drunks and Millie Vanilla drunks. And I mean, like, blame it on the rain. Millie Vanilla drunks. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, there's, but there's also Whatever functioning drunks. Well, there's two, one of those two categories, self-pity drunks and blame everyone else drunks. The latter is what you need to worry about because sooner or later they might lash out. Um, but let's not forget the female factor here. Fighting of be, on behalf of or for a woman is objectively effective when it comes to getting laid. <laughs> All right. I know a lot of people don't want to acknowledge this fact, but it's very true. If you win a fight in a bar, you're getting laid that night. Yeah, I would. It's really funny because this has happened before, and that that is funny because that's what my buddy said specifically. He's like, "There's something about her. She was she's never done anything like that before." Exactly. They get. She was like, because she was involved. He was like in the car, and she ended up like dragging somebody by the car, and like why they're like trying to get into a fight. And then he was like, "Dude, she was jumping my bones." Absolutely. That night because he's she like, was she had never shit. seen nothing mm-hmm. like that, or like. Yeah, that is funny. That is from experience. Yep. I have heard that is true. So, um, but alcohol and violence have always gone hand in hand. Um, and I think that's mostly because alcohol has always been a social lubricant. And uh, which is just like courting a perspective, uh, perspective suitor, alcohol tends to force every situation to its crisis. Whether it's go talk to her, go talk to her. Or whether it's like, that guy looked at me funny and I'm not going to put up with it because I'm a man and I'm not gonna let a man is like, but it comes down to also part of it is the not getting. If you're at the bar four dudes deep and you went out to try to get the girl already, bar's closing down all of a sudden now. All oh, wise, this guy looking at me all funny. Mm-hmm. You're like, because you, you didn't get no pussy tonight. You yep. out here trying to foul. Well, if I'm not gonna get pussy, I'm gonna get into a fight. And Fucking like, and fighting. It's all the same. Yeah, it's one of the two. I don't know. I'm about to do something. Let this mm-hmm. off. Yeah, but so basically, that's like half the drunks. Um, the other half, the self pity drunks, um, they just tend to drink themselves into blackout until they are puking on themselves because they didn't have the courage to fight for the woman they want. Oh, you think you have to so fight for the woman? Dude, don't be in bars fighting for people, man. I'm saying don't do it, but I'm, we can't we can't ignore the fact how wet it gets the babes. They get so moist for that shit. Let's not lie. But uh, yeah. And just like um, ooh, I don't want to, I don't want to make that comparison. Anyway. If you yeah, man, I don't know, you know. Do, so do that's, what you do, but I mean, don't be getting fights. I'm not the kind of guy who drinks and gets violent. I was going to say, I don't even like to touch people, so that's a big thing. Like, I'll, I'll handshake you, dap you up or something, a fist bump or some shit like that. But, yeah. like, I'm not a big, like, toucher in general. Like, not even a huggy to, like, drunk. Where you're like, oh, let's go, little yeah, I don't hey, care. buddy. I, I don't care how mad I am. I don't want to touch you. That's what I'm saying. Why am I going to put my hands on you? Like, I don't, like, what are we doing at this point? You know what I mean? I've gotten to fights before when I was younger, but that's a big thing now like it's not even about being older it's just like why put my hands like i don't need to put my hands on you anyway uh dawn suggested um the boxers versus brief briefs debate now um i'll tell you why i chose this one i've heard about this recently i'll tell you why because 
this this debate is 100% about cock size. And that's why I love this argument, because it's a very benign way to talk about which do you prefer, boxers or briefs? Because it's an argument about cock size. I get it. Why is that? All right. What well, would be well first, difference? I want to talk about thongs. Uh, why? Why would you do that to yourself? I don't care what your gender male? is. Any Anyone. Oh, female. Child I don't know why the, you do that to yourself. But speaking of something similar to thongs, let's talk about briefs. <clears throat> a bunch of people told me that um, before I went in the Navy that I could wear boxers in boot camp. It was my recruiter. There was Private Ramus. There was Private Murray. Um, anyway, parts. Uh, we only got like briefs in boot camp. That's all they gave you. Um, which it, it makes sense in retrospect. I mean, not every man's junk is as unfettering as mine when it comes to running. So it's good that some of these dudes had their pythons packed safely away during all that PT. Um, but I hate brief briefs. I really hate them. Uh, Mr. Acorn needs to breathe. You know what I mean? He needs all the room he can get. And I just, I hated, I hated the cutting elastic bands straddling my taint and the chafing oh my god yes rdc i know it's because i'm a disgusting fat body dirty ass white boy is not new petty officer come original anyway but in a school i was able to wear boxers again <laughs> i got in tr- i got in trouble a lot in the yeah, I was say, yeah was, these are real specific stories that are coming out today <laughs> Somebody said that to you before. You're a smart ass. Somebody, You're a smart ass, aren't you, Robin? Somebody fucking said that to you before actually in real life. Yeah, I don't think this is not even part of the show anymore. This is he's this motherfucker's reliving a real life memory. <laughs> Flashback. Yeah. Alright, but when it comes to boxers, um, yeah, they may give you a surprise wedgie from time to time. And sometimes a seam can get jammed up in the briefs territory, you know what I mean? And um, you look like a perv if you're trying to dig it out. But I mean it's better than just grinning and bearing it. Like you have to do all the time with briefs. You want to talk about jock straps now? I never wore one. I didn't. It was uh, coming to find out they're like that's super dangerous. But I was like super fast. So when I played football, like I didn't get a lot of contact. I just like run real fast and then catch the ball and then like run real fast again. So I hated. No the- one ever actually like nailed me in the junks. So, but I did not. I didn't like wearing the pants in general. But. Yeah. You're like, hey, that's what it is. So are you a boxers or briefs guy? I wear boxers. Me too. You got to let them in to the thing hang, bro. You know what I'm <laughs> these, saying? These to breathe. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. That's that's a big thing. Why would, like, I don't know. I don't want it all crammed up in there. Like, you know what I mean? And that's a big thing, too, because then you feel like, I feel like you're getting, like, you know, it was just, like, stuck to my leg all day. And I'm like, you know what I mean? That's fucking yes. no air getting in there. You're all fucking, that's what y'all, let me get some powder. What the fuck? I'm putting powder on my junk. You know what I mean? It's, I've all, seen it. it's all discolored on one side. People are like, yeah. You're like, what the fuck, man? Let that shit just fucking, dude, if, you know what I mean? I'm not hanging out at fucking schools doing jumping jacks, man. You know what I mean? Can't well, that's, nobody... that's the point, is that if you are doing something like jumping jacks, you need right. to be wearing briefs. 100%. You definitely. Right. It's like women with the titties, though. You know what I mean? You ever seen a girl just start yeah. running with that? You're like, girl, mm-hmm. what those things are about sports, to hit you in sports the face? Sports bra. Sports bra. <laughs> Them things coming I, out, girl. I understand why they were invented it's, right now. That's <laughs> I understand. the same to me as briefs. So, like, if compression on purpose is, like, you know, if it's needed, I think... I mean, if, I guess maybe if you were, like, wearing a suit, depending on, like, where you're going, also briefs would probably be good. Because if you got a tailored suit on, then you don't want to have, like, if you're somewhere where people are taking photos of you, you don't want to be caught with, like, just the snake. You know, they're like, you know, you're like, I'm not embarrassed about it, but, like, it's probably not good for, you, like, your wedding photos for me to just have. Dudes like, with big dicks are always wanting to show this shit off, man. <laughs> you can't just do it in someone's wedding photos. <laughs> Dudes that look, I was in the Navy. I was in the Navy. You end up seeing 80 guys' dicks at least (laughs) in boot camp. That's all there is to it. That's all there is to it. And you learn very soon after that is the kind of guy who whips his dick out at the party is the dude that knows he has the biggest dick in the room. I know a guy who, yeah, he didn't have a big dick. He used to whip his dick out. 
I never actually saw it, but I saw him get punched in the face one time for it. They told us that he was doing it, and they're like, your friend is pulling his dick out in front of our girlfriend. And I was like... And it's not impressive enough. We were sitting inside drinking, and we are like, no, he's not. And they're like, your friend is... He's not doing that. And then like we come out there, and they're like, the guy's just like punching him in the face. They're like, what? He's like, he kept pulling his dick out. Like, uh, he definitely... You know what I mean? He punched you in the face. Like, it wasn't even a hard punch. It was just funny that he punched you. Like... You're like, oh, no, you were definitely out here pulling your dick out, huh? <laughs> mm. We said no inside, you know what I mean? We I, were, no, I don't believe it. We said no. Yeah, he's not he, doing that. He comes out. Come to find yeah. out, he's getting punched in the face for pulling his dick out, 100%. He's bleeding out the nose. It's like, you were really, yeah, it's like a. Yeah. Oh, uh, well, he didn't remember none of it. He fell in throat and shit. Uh, I just want to let you know that we here at Shock Monkey Radio, we recommend you never pull your dick out. Uh, that's that drinking. The drinking and violence comes together. Because yeah, you don't even violence. have to be the violent one to get punched in the face. Mm-hmm. You could just pull your <laughs> pull dick, your dick out. out in front of someone's girlfriend. I will say it's better for you to pull your dick out than to try to fight somebody when you're drunk. Depends. I mean. If um, you want to get punched in the face. Well, I've been in <clears throat> scrums. I've been in melees where I was sober and everyone else is drunk. And it is pathetically easy to defeat drunk people in fights. Sometimes it they don't sad. quit, though. That's why yes. you're like, it's done, bro. You're like, no, it's not. I'm like, what, like I can't yeah. kill you, dude. I'm, what do you want to fight to the death? I was lucky in the sense that I wasn't the only dude there. I had a couple cops with me and a couple other uh, dude uh, drivers when I was in the Navy. And so, fight to the but death drunk dudes. I mean, they're just at hard times. It, it <laughs> takes them like 15 minutes to throw one punch, you know. Well, a lot of people talk a lot of shit and they don't expect you to actually fight them, which is why there's usually like one confused person who's the guy who's talking the most shit. Then he gets punched in the face and he's confused because he's like, I didn't I, think that, that was you were going to fight. <laughs> I thought it was I was going to talk shit and you were going to get like, just leave like other people. Like, I'm I that, don't want to fight you. Yeah, I'm that talk shit forever you guy. punch yeah. me in the face. My brother says that. He's like, there's one guy. You, oh, there's stuff you can say to get punched in the face. My brother's older than I am, so he still doesn't care. He's like, oh, no, there's stuff you can say. Just depends on like, hey. You want to get punched in the face? You think it's not? Like he's literally the guy that your like your parents say like don't talk shit to everybody because the one guy might really be about it. Yeah, he's that guy. He's just for no reason. He's just like fuck you for the thing. And he's like I'm not even having a bad night, but fuck you. I'll punch you in the face because you're asking for it. And I'm drunk. I've been waiting to punch somebody in the face <laughs> ever since my fifth beer. I'm yeah, like, I don't I, fucking care. I don't who. care if I punch anybody tonight. I wasn't. Yeah, I didn't come out here to punch anybody. But I mean, you were asking to get punched in the face. That's why you're talking like that. <laughs> I'm going to give you what you want. You're, you're saying all this about Donald Trump, and all I'm hearing is, please punch me in the face. Please punch me in the face. Somebody, he got into a fight with one second. The guy told him he was a blood. He's not in, my brother's not even in a gang. He was just like, oh, you're in the bloods? Okay. But he's just beating him up because he's like, what up? What's with the bloods? No. It just, I for no a, reason, he's like, he was just talking shit to me. I had a dude pull that shit out. He's like, I'm in a gang and you know, when I was in boot camp. And I was like, is your gang on base? Yeah. You know, I'd rather be we are the gang now. I mean, he was trying to fight the bouncers, too. He's in the parking lot trying to fight the bouncers after he beat him up. Then he stole his jacket and his wallet. He's in the car, and the jacket's, like, all small on him, like, up here. And he's, like, in the car, and his wife's, like, oh, and he's, like, hi, man, go go back. And he's, like, pulling off his jacket. He's giving it back to him. He gave it back his head. He's, like, man, I'm sorry, man. I didn't. You know, you just said the thing about the gangs and stuff, and then, like, I don't. You know, I didn't mean to punch you in the face like right. that. Man, here's your jacket, dude. I yeah. didn't want to steal your stuff. Like, I didn't even tell your boys not to get your back. Okay? I didn't even. Yeah, I didn't even get the money. The bouncers are still out there. Like, just go home. It's like, y'all want to come fight me? They're like, no, no, we don't, sir. Please just go home. If y'all want to come out here one on one, it's uh, time for Nick's picks. Nick's picks. And what you got going on? I want to tell a story about watching your damn kids and stop letting them buy into this internet shit because I want to tell two stories. And the first one is they say this guy in Wisconsin walked 350 miles to meet this 14-year-old girl. I mean, obviously it was a police sting. So he just walked 350 miles, which is ridiculous to meet this girl who's 14. Fucking... Don't be doing this thing here, though, with these other three or four girls decided to put on their own sting. 
They call somebody up, and they get this guy to meet them at the fucking mall, three 14-year-old, four 14-year-olds to put it on video or whatever. This motherfucker kidnapped one of them. <laughs> got, got one of them oh, in the car and drove man. the fuck off without her friends. Jeez, they ended up getting her back in the thing, but they're saying the guy might not get in trouble because they're not the police. They're like, you pulled a police sting. Without actually the police, you didn't go through like the I'm, protocol. I'm sorry, you still committed a crime. No, it is, but it is. That's why they're like you set somebody, you set up a police sting without the police, which is you lured you lured somebody. That's true. Into doing something which he, they're he, like it's he not. May have a defense. That's well. That's what they said. They said that the cop, the cops were like, we might because the girls. They're like, don't do this shit. Because you you can't bust them because you didn't follow the rules that we have to follow in order to track somebody and lure them to a place. You just Jeez, literally man. lured somebody to a place and they fucking took one of y'all. Oh, shit. Don't fucking do, don't let your kids get into that Facebook shit. And those people are really fucking, they're really creeps. It's not like the TV where you're like Dan Rather or whatever that guy's name is. Dan Rather's a weather guy. The guy that's from <laughs> the guy from sixty uh, what is it? Dateline. Who's the guy from Dateline? He'd be showing up at people's houses and be like, yo, I know you were supposed to meet a kid here, but it's me. Uh, you know who I'm talking uh, about? No, I love the your the accuracy. He's from Dateline. If you're reporting. He's from Dateline. I don't watch Dateline. No, but it's been like a I thing re- I for read years. News. I read news. For years, it's just been a thing where they like set people up at a house. I mean, you've never seen any of those videos where they're like, what, this like guy's coming over. Yeah, that's what it is. That's on yeah. Dateline to catch a predator. Oh, but okay. the guy's name is like Matt something or it's not Dan Rathers. Dan Rathers is definitely some sort of weather. I don't know. I don't watch that stuff. But he's done it a million times, but he's just like sitting in somebody's living room whenever they show up yeah. and they're like, bring some beer. Bring condoms and they fucking come walking into somebody's house and they be like, "Hold on one second. And this guy walks in and he's like, "Hey, I'm so and so from Dateline." And you who, who just do you think you're here to meet, kid? Yeah, who, who do you think you're here to meet? Something like that, dude. Is man, wow. What's, what's the teddy bear for? And they, but they're like, they put like really uncreepily people that get super scared on there. This guy, mother, he was about that life. Yeah. He was like, yo, I came down here to fucking, I came down here to rape somebody. You're coming with me, bitch. You're like, aha, you're on YouTube. And you're like, I don't give a fuck. Get the fuck in the back seat, bitch. Yeah. You're like, oh, my God, he really kidnapped somebody. We lured him. No, you fucking called a predator to come fucking kidnap <laughs> you, and he kidnapped you? Surprise. Yeah. Don't fucking do that shit with your, four, you and your 14-year-old yeah, 14. friends. That's a dumb idea. He was like, oh, there's three of you. Huh? Where yeah. are your parents at? Mm-hmm. Oh, no parents here, huh? Yep. Well, one of y'all motherfuckers coming, coming with me. me. Yeah, I came here to fucking steal a kid. Come on, Blondie. Yeah, fuck it. Whoever's slow, you look slower than the, <laughs> slower than the other ones. You, you look ran. like you can't kick. You got thin legs. You, you don't kick hard. Yeah, fuck you. Get in the car. Man, that's horrible, dude. I really came to steal somebody. That... Also, though, what up with the guy Forrest Gump fucking running to go get somebody? 350 miles walk? I I, you know, the power of a hard-on is epic. I understand how long that. I can't even fat that's like walking to Virginia Beach. Yeah, I know. That would take you like five days. At least. You walk five days to get arrested. <laughs> <laughs> that's a fucked up shit. Nobody wants to get to prison quickly. <laughs> I mean in you all walk fairness. Five days in general, you're like, man, this is the longest walk ever. Come well, on. I can't wait to get arrested. I'm about to get some kid pussy <laughs> fucking all jolly about it. <laughs> get arrested and see. Oh man, there's no kids here. It's the police the whole time. They're like, yeah. What do you think? They're like, I saw this thing on Facebook about these girls who really did it. One of them got kidnapped and shit. I was trying my luck. That's crazy. So yeah, watch your damn kids and don't let them do stupid yeah. fucking Facebook stunts, man. All that should get for views. It's, that shit ain't funny. It can be dangerous. It's dangerous to don't to lure a predator. To your anyone, actual location anyone, without a dog. To lure anyone. Yeah. What the? Idiots. Well, yeah, that's what I just wanted to bring that up. Fair enough. All right, you want to get into the news worth knowing? Yeah. All right. Um, so uh, Google Maps has been banned by an Italian town after too many people have gotten lost. Uh, a town in Sardinia ordered, motor, uh, ordered motorists and hikers to avoid Google Maps to navigate the local roads after too many people got lost and stranded 
uh, by using the popular app, according to her report. Uh, quote, too many sedans and small, small cars get stuck on impassable pass, paths, sometimes even off-road vehicles, too. Uh, Bonnet Mayor Salvador Correas told the Italian news agency ANSA. Quote, all of this because you follow the suggestions on Google Maps, which on our roads are often misleading. Um, the old paper maps are better, he added, or better, better still, use an expert local guide from our area. Uh, several hikers have gone missing and many vehicles. Say, yeah. Don't suggest you talk to local people out of, out of mm -hmm. country. Don't start. Oh, I'm lost. Can you help me? Yeah, hell yeah. Mm -hmm. Right here into the woods. You trying to lure me for some catch yeah. predator thing? Right here into the woods. I'll snatch you away right now. Trying to catch me. Anyway, uh, several hikers have gone missing and many vehicles have gotten stuck on the impassable narrow roads of the Supermonte area after being led astray by using Google Maps, the mayor said. Uh, signs have been put up warning people don't follow the directions of Google Maps. So, um, there were skills that people, a certain a particular scent of skills that uh, people learn in the military. I'm not saying that I learned it in the Navy because we did it. It's called orienteering. It's learning how to use a compass and a map. It's like to find where you are and where you're going. Right. And so um, I, I didn't learn that in the Navy, but I do know how to do it. I learned it somewhere else. So, um, Boy Scouts of America. Mm-mm. It was called, uh, I think it was called Royal Ambassadors. It was a Christian thing where it was kind of like Boy Scouts for Baptists. Jesus. Yeah. They say, y'all need Jesus, and we cook a sausage, and... Yeah. Builds character. <laughs> yeah, so um, uh, sometimes you shouldn't trust the internet. You can't believe that it's all fact. Yeah. Even when it comes to something as simple as maps. Mm -hmm. All right. Of course and, not. And I just there's just tons of people who have never bought a map. And you know, there's tons of people that are listening to the show right now, probably, that do not own an atlas. Remember those things? You think so? Yeah, dude. They have like a hundred pages in it. Yeah, just like a, a every map atlas of, every of state. North America. Mm -hmm. You know, that's a good thing to have when you live in North America. Yeah, <laughs> atlas of North America. It definitely shows you all the roads. I'll tell you that. It's like a fifty-page book, like one of each state with all the roads on it. And so I don't know what they if they sell those kind of maps in convenience stores in Italy or not, but. Um, the thing, dude, it's funny because I always talk about technology is different in other countries, though, and it's really funny because whatever they're not paying for over there, or Google just don't give a shit about them because it's very simple. They yeah. update America's maps on a daily basis. Like, you can get a live shot of your house on any given day of the week. Because like, there's more traffic going there. The, you're like, you guys aren't even looking. Like, eh, we don't really give a shit about your fucking... But, yeah, the, the accuracy in Congo of Google Maps is probably not very reliable. Mm -mm. So, I mean... Well, no, they don't it's, have, it's based like, upon user input. Mm -hmm. That's the point, you know, so... Uh, uh, where it's most important. Yeah, get your own fucking satellite. Well, plus, Italy. plus, there's there's limitations to satellites, you know? There are limitations. Tell that to Elon Musk. He's got a fucking car Well, here's there. the thing. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking spot that he buy. Yeah, good he idea. He doesn't have a satellite because he's got a car good idea, floating genius. around up there. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> I got to move on to the next story. Um, family of seven discovered living in a Dutch farm cellar for years, waiting for the world to end. Authorities in the Netherlands have launched a major investigation to, after an apparent family of seven was discovered living in the basement of an isolated farm, allegedly waiting for the end of time. <clears throat> Excuse me. Police in Drenthe said on Twitter that Someone reported that they are worried about the living conditions of people who are living in a quote an enclosed space on a farm that was just outside of Runerwold. Runerwold, forgive me, Netherlands. I'm sorry. Uh, when when police went, they're probably going to make me say it again in this article. So we'll we'll give it another shot. Well, when yeah, when police went to the home of the uh, on the farm on Monday, they discovered six adults, aged 18 to 25. And a 58-year-old man who did not want to cooperate with the investigation, it was subsequently arrested. It's unclear what relationship the 58-year-old held with the others, but apparently 
but some reports describe them as a family. He's the one who trapped him down there. Yeah, the oldest probably. one is definitely the one mm-hmm. who's the crazy That's one suspicious who trapped as all as his family in the yep. basement for 10 years. All scenarios are open. Our research is in full swing, and we cannot share more information this time, the police said. Um, the farm is located in Runerwald, a town in the northern Netherlands that is about, has about 4,000 residents and is about 80, 80 miles northeast of Amsterdam. The farm was on the outskirts of a village that is known as Berghuizen. Woo! Where less than 200 people lived, according to the Dutch newspaper Dagblad van het Noorden. All right, I don't want to read any more of this article because it's hard. And I so, was wondering, like, how you do research on this? So you can't. You didn't even read it before. You just read like it's part of it. You're like, yeah, that's good. I'll just roll with this. I I read the words. It's a different thing to pronounce it. And I was like, okay, proper just noun. Just in your head, you're proper just going noun. over it. Brutal it's it's, it's ruder world. Random you know, random you're random wrong. Random you're wrong. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I don't. I'll know give it a try out of respect, but let's. You know, that sounds like a cult, bro. Dude, it's, it's one of those crazy people about the fucking, oh, the world was going to end and they moved. Do they got, people do that. Like the, what's the, Heaven, Heaven's Gate? Those people who like killed themselves in the meteor and the website is still updated. They do that, um, they do that with like people who have their like, it's called like, they're called doomsday preppers. And they have yeah. like storage units and like. Do you think maybe they don't live in them yet, but they are preparing for? Well, it. that's what I mean. Do you think these guys had spent? It gotten to a point like seven years ago where like it's like we. Dumped, They've been in there for seven years. Yeah, we dumped all of our savings on this stuff. All of our money is in this. They might have been supplies. 2012 fucking Doomsday people. And then if you've been underground, though, you're like, we have to go now to start getting used to it. And then, like, in yeah. 2012, it's all over up there. You're, like, you're right. There's probably it's since It's dead up there. Yeah. Everybody's gone. There's no need to go back up there. It's <laughs> what the old guy's telling you. you just been growing up in the cellar, so that's what you believe. You're like, it's all dead up there. <laughs> there used to be a sun, but there's no longer a sun. And it's like fucking Facebook and Twitter is going on and... They have no idea. Birds are chirping shit right above your head, and they're like, nah, everything is fucking nuclear fallout from whatever happened in 2012. The mines were right. All right, let's move on. The Pennsylvania police warn of Halloween candy, candy laced with THC. Nice. Heads up, parents. Ahead of the spookiest day of the year, police in one Pennsylvania town are warning of THC laced Halloween candy. While fulfilling a search warrant in Stony Creek Township, the Johnstown Police Department seized, uh, quote, nerd rope edibles containing 400 milligrams of THC. Oh, my God. They wrote, uh, the officials wrote in a recent Facebook post, uh, THC is the psychoactive ingredient in marijuana that gives users the high sensation. I love that sentence. Really? Uh, this Halloween, quote, we urge parents to be ever vigilant in checking their children's candy before allowing them to consume those treats. Make sure you take them for yourself. <laughs> Drug-laced edibles are packaged like re- regular candy and may be hard to distinguish from real candy, which I think is uh, dangerous. The thing is that, no, it's be, no one's about to give out nerd ropes to kids. This motherfucker had them for himself, and they just, because it's near Halloween. You know what I mean? He was like, yeah. dude, I was going to eat those. You know, I was about to give those to no kids. <laughs> those kids, that's 400 milligrams. You know what I'm saying? That's Somebody a lot, me. dude. But, I mean, you got to wonder blow a how kid's long mind. they are. And then they didn't see each one contain 400. They're saying the oil that they seized in total. No. They're... Uh, they have pictures here that they show, and it says each each one of them is individually labeled, and it says 400 uh, milligrams of yeah. THC. Yeah, that will get a kid fucked up. I mean, there's nothing funny yeah, about Yeah, that'll a kid blow a kid's up, mind. Yeah, I don't think it was for kids, though, and that's why. He was about to have an adult Halloween party, and that's why. Yeah, I, I mean, will you say would one... assume that they would say that because that makes a better story, but some fucking stoner in Pennsylvania <laughs> got some fucking, he's like, yo, I'm on to kill it. You know, all the girls are going to be over here eating these tea. You know, we got the nerds. Super excited. Well, I tell you one thing. Well, you're going to give these to kids. I tell you one positive thing that comes out of this is, like, parents in Pennsylvania are going to be extra vigilant to check their children's candy at uh, the end of Halloween. <laughs> yeah. Is that Any, anything nerds related? I'm taking. But who would do that? Why I don't even understand. Like, 
what you would think, because there's nothing even that would be funny to you in your mind, even as a stoner, to be like, yo, I'm going to give kids weed candy, and then I'm not even going to see what happens, just to, like, hear about kids getting sick or something, like... There is no... Wait for those 911 calls to come in. Yeah, I just... Yeah, I could have spent fucking $7 on candy and I spent 135 Yeah, those things... Yeah, that couldn't be I mean? cheap, right? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he was not buying those. It's not like it's regular just, candy, right? Just give away to kids, yeah. Wheat, wheat candy is more expensive than regular 100%. candy, I hope. 100%. That should make... Is. That makes sense to me. It should yeah. cost more. Yeah, he spent a lot of money on that because he was about to have a Halloween party. Just, yeah. And now they're like, you were going to sell them to kids. I'm a rich drug dealer. I made too much Fuck money. Fuck those kids. Give, give. Yeah, we were about to have a Halloween party. I was about to have a sexy Halloween costume party. Give the winner 400 milligrams of fucking weed candy. Oops, I, I think I took the wrong bag to the door. Yeah, and that's why it's not even Halloween. So they he wasn't trying to give them away. That's funny that they assumed that. They're like, watch out for the candy because we found this candy. That's, that's probably what he it is. He was going to give it away. And you're like, They, they busted a dude with a bunch of edibles. I, and they use it it's to Halloween. Tell I was fucking mm-hmm. getting festive. I'm a festive drug dealer. I was getting into the season. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, I can't just help my customers out. It was Halloween. The, I was the just, seasonal promotions are right. like bread and butter. I bro. had some, yeah, man. I was getting candy canes in in Christmas time. I was gonna get the candy canes made. People in here busting me up in here. I was gonna do that. Pumpkin pie was coming I'm, for Thanksgiving. I, I'm already, yeah, I'm already planning for Valentine's Day. Pumpkin pie, baby, coming out next season. It's got weed in it. I like to provide for my customers a seasonal basis. All right, I got to move on to this next story. And this story I picked is because this is why I decided not to work in security. Okay. Uh, bored Wisconsin security guard handcuffs himself and forgets the key at home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Wisconsin, a Wisconsin security guard had to call police for help last week because he couldn't break himself free from his restraints. After handcuffing himself, I almost said handcuffing. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's gross. Handcuffing himself because he said he was bored. Something I would totally do. Um, the unidentified man was reportedly working at a Bath and Body Works in, forgive me, Algonquins. No cities. Wa- around 2 a.m. Friday. At least I know it's an Algonquin word. For a man who's been, who's world traveled, man, you don't know shit about any pronouncing other countries. Waukesha. It's first of all, this is in the United States. And second of all, I think it's an Algonquin Algonquin, Algonquin word because so many places up there are named after Algonquin words. Yeah, this happened at two a.m. Friday, and he put the cuffs on for his own apparent amusement. Been there, done that. That's what I mean. It's, I've done this before. Mm. I've had handcuffs and handcuffed myself to something for fun. Um. Anyway. Um. Uh, Authorities said he quickly had to call the police, however, when he realized he left the handcuff keys at home. Hashtag fail. What state is this in? Wisconsin. Why does Wisconsin, Bed Bath & Beyond need a security guard? What the fuck's going on at Bed Bath & Beyond in Wisconsin? They got a security guard and shit? Um, <laughs> They're like, yo, people steal the shit out of shower curtains, bro. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> I believe Wisconsin is a blue state. and if you... <laughs> a big problem. Well, yeah, blue states and blue areas have a very serious problem with crime. People steal the shit out of. I don't, I don't know about you. I don't know if you know about that. If mm. you vote Democrat, but um, yeah, blue areas tend to have a very high crime rate. <laughs> I don't know that's the thing, dude. I doubt. Look like, at the that's... crime. Look at the crime and the difference between D.C., Maryland, and Virginia. It's so funny, but that's over here in a real part of the country. Yeah. In the yeah, middle of in the Virginia, country, in where we have enforced laws. We have real, but that's why we live in the real part of America, dude. There's like a whole part of the middle. All middle of America is just like this random, like, just like nothing. And also, Wisconsin, they're like, yo, motherfuckers getting wintertime. Motherfuckers be in here stealing comforters and shit. You better watch it. You're like, I don't think Bed Bath & Beyond needs a security guard is all I'm saying. But, I mean, maybe they're making mad bread out there. A police officer responded to the scene at the store located uh, roughly 22 miles southeast of Milwaukee. Uh, used his own gun, uh, his own handcuff key to free the security guard. Oh, gun! He's like, I'll shoot him off you. Hold him up. That would Hold him a, up here. I'll that, shoot him off. That would make a better story. <laughs> um, officer said after they helped freed him, free him, he hid his cuffs from himself so he wouldn't be tempted to put them on again. After doing that, is that not enough? The fucking trauma of going through it and having to call them in the embarrassment, you're like, oh, that's not enough. I have to hide these. I might do this again. This is the last sentence of this article. 
It was reportedly not the first time the security guard handcuffed himself without having the key. See, there you go. That's why I didn't get security, because I'd be the dude who'd handcuff himself to stuff. I don't trust that. I, I think that Bed Bath and Beyond is getting robbed after this story because they're like, yo, oh, that security guard, old fucking Paul Blark's up there, man. We fucking <laughs> get this. Yeah, let's go up there and get fucking there, man. We're going to get those goose downs this yeah. winter. Yeah, they have a lot of inventory yeah. out there. Yeah. We're getting these goose downs this winter. Not that I've ever been in a Bed Do you bath, need sharkers? But... What's in the Beyond section? You don't even know. They're like, oh, shit. Is that a universal remote control? Is that a security guard? <laughs> yeah, but he's handcuffed to the desk. He ain't doing it going to do shit. He just motherfucking will handcuff himself if we just wait long enough. <laughs> just, just wait, wait. Out. Yeah. He'll get Hold bored on. and handcuff himself. They're like, yo, you kidnapped him. Like, we didn't even kidnap him, dog. He was already handcuffed when we got here. <laughs> I don't even know what the fuck was going on. You're like, hey, freeze, man. Put your hands up. He's like, I can't. Ain't fucking David Copperfield in this motherfucker. Fucking Houdini in here. That I lost the keys of my house. Just it just so happens, you know, something interesting happens, and I'm handcuffed to something. I left my keys at home. I would stop you guys, but you know, hey, can someone call my wife? That's how you know he's single too. He's a goober. He's single because he didn't call his wife. He had to call the cop. Hey, baby, listen. The cop, the keys is in yeah. the drawer right now. I'm at. He the, had to call the cops. I he didn't have anybody. There's yet. nobody yeah. to go by his house to fucking get. He can't call his cat. <laughs> Snuffles, pick up. Of course he has pick a up, cat. Bring the keys. Bring the keys, Snuffles. Can you hear me? Because uh, for some reason he has an out loud a cat. voice messenger. Yeah, yeah. and a cat. So. He has an old, like, 1991 answering machine. Yeah, the real answer. <laughs> hey, Snuffles, it's me. Listen, I left the keys on the dresser. Bring them down here. I'm at Bed Bath & Beyond. Hello? I know you're in there. Like a cat laying on the floor. Yeah, not giving a, a shit. Yeah, the cat wouldn't give a shit. Anyway, um, uh, the continuing adventures of Florida Man. Florida Man disguised as a woman robs bank, steals a patrol car, police allege. Yeah, so a man in Florida was accused of robbing a bank while disguised as a woman has been arrested after he allegedly stole a police cruiser and led deputies on a two-county chase. Nice. See, it's, it's, hard, it's hard name day. Gumercindo Reyes Jr., 51 years old, was wearing a gold dress and a red wig when he entered the Chase Bank in Castleberry, northeast of Orlando, and passed a note to the teller demanding money, police chief Larry Krantz told reporters. He allegedly left carrying an undisclosed amount of cash in his backpack. Or Zer's backpack? Is that right? I guess, I don't Come on, Fox News. Sure. Yeah. Uh, Reyes drew the attention of a passing Seminole County deputy who saw the suspect ditch his disguise behind a bush. Oh, so he's a, uh, what's that called? <sighs> Dressed as a woman. Well, where you can flip whenever you want. Like, uh, I forget, there's one of them. Cross-dressing. <laughs> it's a guy wearing a disguise to commit a robbery, that's all. That was <laughs> anyway. Scooby-Doo. Yeah, he, he ditched his disguise behind a bush, and so um, the deputy got out and was like an arrested him for littering? No. Uh, he got out of his uh, patrol, patrol car and confronted Reyes, and the police said he was displaying bizarre behavior. After failing to subdue Reyes with a stun gun, the deputy chased him into a, an apartment complex across the street from the bank, WFTV reported. The deputy reached for his firearm in, to order Reyes to the ground, but Reyes also tried to cry, grab the weapon, setting off a struggle. Reyes then dashed out of the complex and stole the deputy's patrol vehicle, police said. I can't believe he didn't shoot him. Uh-huh. Um, there's nothing that uh, drives me crazier to see a bad guy or know that a bad guy has got behind the wheel of one of our patrol vehicles, even for just one moment. Seminole County Sheriff Dennis Lemma said, I'm okay that he was in the car, but he was sitting in the wrong seat. How can you, just, yeah, how can you be so flippant about that? Yeah, Reyes led the deputies on a wild chase through Seminole and Orange counties before crashing the vehicle into another car in Maitland, where they finally arrested him. He faces numerous charges, including battery on an officer, resisting an officer with violence, and robbery with a firearm. Uh, Reyes has criminal history and his attempted murder in the robbery in Puerto Rico. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Criminals, you know. I seen a there's a chase that I seen on video they had it was another guy in Florida just this week. He's driving through like the desert 
it looks like it's mad funny because he he steals a car at some point and the news is the ones following him like the he, he like lost the police at some point and the news is following him through this desert and then he crashes the car that he stole he got like he crashed his car hijacked another car crashes that car in the middle of nowhere in the desert and gets out the car and starts like running around and the cops get out on the road and start running to his car there was a lady in the car with him so they're like talking to her he runs around the block back up to the road and they're like uh the cop cars don't uh they're like oh the police are really smart they went and left their keys at the car they like opens up the door and they're like oh my god oh no and then he's just in the car driving off oh my god another cop car is pulling up beside him and doesn't know he's in the car. So they just let him drive off, and they go pull over to where his truck's at, and then he's just driving in the cop car through the desert for, like, another, like, 30 minutes. It was it was wild. Wow. Uh, I got one more story right. before we end our show. Uh, we've got about an hour, hour and 10 minutes, maybe, before uh, the NLCS Game 4 go Nationals. Um, so... I want to talk about Carson King. You know, I like to end with a positive story. Uh, beer fan Carson King drops off a $3 million check to the Children's Hospital and continues to raise money for charity. So on Friday, 24-year-old football and beer fan donated a check to more than $3 million to the University of Iowa Stead Family Children's Hospital after he accidentally began raking in donations in September. King from Iowa made headlines earlier this month after appearing on a taping of ESPN's College Game Day at Iowa State University, where he held a sign explaining that his Bush Light Supply needed replenishing and included information on how to send him money through Venmo, Fox Carolina reported. After receiving thousands in donations for his beer supply, King admitted that he never thought his message would reach as many people as it did and insisted and instead decided to give the donations to the children's hospital quote i never thought it was it would get nearly this big yeah i never thought i would get anything he told the iowa city press citizen uh venmo soon soon caught wind of king's charitable efforts and tweeted that king could count us in on to match donations he raised anheuser-busch found out as well and decided to join the effort before cutting ties with king over offensive jokes he tweeted when he was 16 jokes that king apparently based on something he saw on comedy central's tosh point o series that's how long ago it was. Mm-hmm. That shit still comes out, I think. I King later apologized, saying he was embarrassed by the content of his tweets. Bush confirmed to Fox News that it, it later donated over $920,000 to match the contributions raised by King and that Bush Light distributors of Iowa had also chipped in. Approximately 10 days after he appeared on College Game Day, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds also announced that Saturday, September 28th, should be known as Carson King Day in the Midwestern state. On Friday, King was able to donate the money, presenting a huge check for $3,004,202.14 to the hospital. Speechless, King wrote in his Twitter post along with a photo of himself in the check. Was it an actual big check in the photo? I don't have the photo oh, up. Oh, because it says a big check, but the money's a lot. Yeah, is it a big check? Yeah, or is that's it just why I didn't get actually check? one of the big checks then. <laughs> um, the donation solicited by King won't stop there, though. Last week, King was approached by the National Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum, which wanted to begin selling a Carson King bobblehead, and inspired uh, and inspired about a, uh, inquired about a partnership. King was surprised, but turned down any offer to profit from the dolls. This guy's a borderline saint. We offered to split it however you want, said Phil Schuyler, uh, the National Bobble- Bobblehead Hall of Fame and Museum co-founder. There's a position like that, anyway. Uh, anyway, he told the CEO in a statement to the Iowa Gazette he wants to go, it all to go to the hospital. Now, he, he caught some flack. He caught some shit over those, those tweets and stuff like that. But let's talk about you know him act, making this joke sign. You know, When I was in Key West, we saw this drunk on the side of the road, and he just had a sign that said, Why lie? I need a beer. And he was, just, he was pulling the most money. Mm-hmm. People were giving to him more than anybody else. Yeah. Who said, hey, homeless, please help. Guy had a sign that says, why lie, I didn't need a beer. It's Key West, obviously. So he's making the cash. And so this guy, he put it up there. He's like, Venmo, I mean, he probably was broke. 
And then after a couple of days of being seen on like a nationally televised thing, like a uh, college was game drunk day, watching that already, and they're like, and they're yeah, like I'll I got your back, bro. Bucks, bro. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, this account just just right. floods with money, and you're just like, well, I can't drink all this beer. Can you not? <laughs> Give me time. I was about to say. I mean, who are you, talking? you can't three, drink three million dollars worth of beer. You can't say you can't drink like I. The point is, is that three million. It was more about a joke, and it was hoping to get twenty bucks for another case or something like that. And that's all he was hoping for. And then all of a sudden, this account just goes. He just wanted and you're to be looking, on TV. You're looking in all these zeros. Yeah. Of course, that's why he showed up there with a sign. Yeah, he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna be he on expect, TV." He expected he to be expect on TV. He didn't expect to get any money. He was just like, "Someone's gonna notice this. It's gonna be funny as shit." So you say it's funny, ah. and that's all he really wanted. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you're stuck with this large amount of money, and it's just like, I can't use this for any selfish purpose. I have to give it to somebody else. Well, no, because that's why, though. That's a big thing, too. If you guys had that much money to give to me for drinking <laughs> beer, then you know what I mean. You yeah. taking it and doing something responsible with it is definitely the most responsible thing. Because you're like, Absolutely. if I had asked you to give me money for this charity on my sign, I would have got half this money. Yeah. I asked you for beer, and y'all drunk asses and stoned asses exactly. were like, ah, yeah, yeah, Brian, send you some money, bro. Isn't that kind of sad about humanity, though? Yeah. But it's it. also a good story because this guy decided to do the because right thing. Because it does work out if you do it the right way. Um, you know what I mean? He ended up being able to help, so maybe come up with more clever ways to ask people for money. <laughs> so uh, it's about that time. It's 7 o'clock. Um, be sure to tune in to uh, Below the Deck, which is coming on in about 29 minutes. We're a little bit over. Uh-oh. Um, so thank you for listening. Be Please, please go over to patreon.com slash shockmonkeyradio. Become a patron. Uh, look for me on YouTube. I'm like my computer's still broken, so I've been putting full videos up on YouTube. Search for the Madman Lowercase or Shock Monkey Radio. Um, that reminds me, I'm the Madman and I love you. Who are you? I'm Nick as always, and I'll see you on Below the Deck in 29 minutes. Bye.